Representative Jim Jordan and the House Republicans stepping into the Elon versus Twitter game. You can see he posted this today, April 22nd, 1026 a.m. without comment. Just left it up there on Twitter. Says, hope you're aware of this, but we sent a letter over to the board of Twitter. We're asking them to preserve all sorts of records now that Elon is really sort of upping the pressure by securing additional funding saying that he wants to turn this into a free speech platform. We're seeing all sorts of movement behind the scenes to try to prevent him from doing that. The Republicans sort of identifying this may be a big issue, especially for Twitter when the balance of power changes at the end of November. Republicans right now in the minority, not going to be that way come November. We see here the letter starts like this, April 22nd. Going over to Mr. Brett Taylor, a board member of Twitter, probably not used to getting letters from Congress people, says Mr. Taylor, free speech online is under attack by big tech. In particular, Twitter has increasing heavy hand censorship. It's eroding commitment to free speech. These harms follow from how Twitter and other social media companies have been increasingly functioning as the public town square for the American people. Referencing footnote number three, going back to some of Elon's actual Twitter posts. Now, this is something that I've been saying for a long time. I was sort of shocked that more Democrats weren't outraged by this, largely because when I was growing up, I remember them being free speech advocates. George Bush was the person who was trying to silence them, and they were demanding free speech at every turn. Now, that's not the case. They removed a sitting president from their platform on Twitter, and it was more than just preventing Donald Trump from being able to communicate to his people that I found so offensive. It was also the right of the user, the people who were on there who wanted the content from the president directly delivered to them in an accessible format. But Twitter didn't care about their users. They only cared about the political ends and the ends justified the means. They would censor a sitting president and they would preclude his 80 something million followers from getting that information in a way that is anti-democratic in a way that is in my opinion direct censorship it is the public town square the fact that more democrats and more people on that left side of the spectrum weren't outraged was very disappointing to me because i can imagine myself in the reverse position i can't imagine myself saying anybody should be thrown off of twitter i don't care who it is aoc Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, I don't care who it is. They can go bananas and start screaming from the rooftops about aliens or Roswell or whatever and inciting all sorts of intergalactic. I don't care what they're doing. They shouldn't be thrown off because we want to debate their ideas in the public forum. We want to expose them and see them and discuss them and dismantle them bit by bit. But they don't want to do that. Made another video just recently about Democrats in Arizona trying to get Arizona candidates. Congress people off of the ballot. They don't want to run against the idea. They want to run unopposed. They want to censor and eliminate the conversation from taking place because they know that they're going to lose if they jump into the arena of ideas. Decisions, writes Jordan, regarding Twitter's future governance will undoubtedly be consequential for public discourse in the United States. No doubt. That's why they take control of it. That's why they're fighting for this so hard. It says it could give rise to renewed efforts to legislate in furtherance of preserving free expression online. A little bit of a threat there saying, listen, you know, we're going to sort of have this conversation one way or another. Either you respond to this and start preserving these documents or else Congress might have to think about additional regulations. You wouldn't want us to regulate, would you? He continues, among other things, the board's reactions to Elon Musk's offer to purchase Twitter and outsider opposition to Musk's role in Twitter are concerning. 
Twitter's board members have a fiduciary duty to the company's shareholders. These duties apply despite how many corporation leaders increasingly pursue progressive policy goals divorced from shareholder interests. He writes, as Congress continues to examine big tech and how to protect Americans' free speech rights, this letter serves as a formal request that you preserve all records and materials relating to Musk's offer to purchase Twitter, including Twitter's consideration and response to this offer and Twitter's evaluation of its shareholders' interests with respect to Musk's offer. You should construe this preservation notice as an instruction to take all reasonable steps to prevent the destruction or alteration, whether intentionally or negligently, of all documents, communications, other information, including electronic information and metadata that is or may be potentially responsive to this congressional inquiry. This instruction includes all electronic messages sent using official or personal accounts or devices, including records creating using text messages, phone-based message applications, or encryption software. That is a very nice preservation request, kind of encompasses everything. And it may not have a lot of teeth right now, but this is something that is very commonplace in the law. Oftentimes, clients will come to our office. They'll be in an altercation out at a bar in Old Town Scottsdale. Something will happen. We know that the venues will recycle their surveillance footage. If you don't enter in a preservation request and you wait a week, you might not have that footage anymore. So you got to get that in quickly. Here, as all of these negotiations are taking place, what Jordan is doing is anchoring in a date saying, on this day, I asked you to start preserving all of this stuff. Now, I want to know what happened after the fact. Did you actually do those things? Yes or no? If you didn't, guess what? Republicans are going to be in charge here pretty soon. We've got a big election coming up in November. And if the balance of power changes when the House changes, maybe they can start their own fake select garbage congressional committees, put on whomever they want, and go and start subpoenaing their records, just like they were doing to all the Republicans. It's a disaster for America, but if one side's doing it, the other side is pretty naive to think that it's a fair fight if they're not using the same tactics. Elon, meanwhile, apparently has secured the funds in order to complete that purchase, and so all of these records may be his anyways when he owns the place. Elon secures $46.5 billion to fund the hostile bid for Twitter, $21 billion of his own money, as part of the package, but on top of that, Musk raising a further $12.5 billion via a margin loan secured against his shares in Tesla. This all came out from a filing on Thursday. The document confirmed the world's richest man was, quote, exploring whether to commence a tender offer for the shares in Twitter he does not hold. Musk already owns 9.2% of the platform and announced a 54.20 per share bid last week, which we certainly talked about. So this battle We'll continue on and on and on. Elon posting love me tender on Twitter. And we prognosticated that this battle was going to heat up, waiting for the day when Elon's going to be called a racist or when he's going to have some Me Too problems coming up or when something bad is going to come against Elon. And that day is here. We saw this last weekend. Saturday Night Live came out with a comedy segment on SNL that says Elon wants to buy Twitter just so he can say the N-word. This is a three-minute, 58-minute clip. Most of these are not funny. So he can loosen its free speech rules. That's how badly white guys want to use the N-word. <laughs> so not really that funny. I don't think that Elon has any proclivities for that word or racism in general. He employs tens of thousands of people all over the place. But Elon finally responded to this. Now we've got April 21st, 1119, saying SNL is so rarely funny these days. And the Babylon Bee coming out with an amazing article saying, report, long-running political lecture show called Saturday Night Live is going to shift 
into comedy, which is going to be great for him. We'll see how that works. A new report out of a well-known political lecture show called Saturday Night Live indicated on Friday that the series will undergo a drastic genre change, shifting to comedic formats. Insiders claiming the series will attempt to have jokes, funny skits, and clever writing. Wow. It's a major change for the series since it pretty much just lectures you on what to believe politically at this point. One SNL writer came out and said, we wanted to try something different. I know that just having angry, nonsensical lectures against the right has been really popular since the 682 viewers we have left, but we want to shake things up a bit. So we started thinking, what if we make up funny parodies and do clever skits and stuff? That's a great idea. Yeah, there, there would be a market for that. Somebody should make a show and put that on TV. Someone dug up some old footage from the show 30 years ago. Seemed like they were doing that kind of stuff back then. That was before my time. She says, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's worth a shot. So we'll see what happens. Maybe if uh, Elon is successful with Twitter, he can just go buy NBC next. And so we've got House Republicans now on the case. Jim Jordan, Steve Chabot, Daryl Issa, Matt Gates is there, Ken Buck, Mike Johnson, Louis Gohmert, Andy Biggs, who's going to be running again. We see Tom McClintock, Tom Tiffany, Dan Bishop, Bence, Burgess Owen, Scott Fitzgerald, Chip Roy, and many others. And so those are the Republicans. They're going to be in charge soon. They're going to have all those powers and the ability to create their own fake January 6th select committees, except it won't be for January 6th. It can be for whatever they want. And boys, there are a lot that they can have committees for. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. I hope you are too. I would love it if you subscribed before you got out of here. Gave us a like if you like this content. If you thought it was useful, I'd also appreciate it if you shared it with somebody, invited them over to our channel to come and check it out. And I look forward, my friends, to seeing you on the next one.